What is going on, guys? It is Thursday morning as we get ready for some football, Thursday night football, the Cowboys against the Bears. I don't know what to expect with the Bears. Um, They were pretty solid on the Thanksgiving Day game last week, and here they are a week later. As well, the Cowboys. I think it's interesting that they both played last Thursday, and now they're both playing each other this Thursday. But the the Bears defense, you know, I mean, they still have talented players with Fuller and Mack, and but I don't know. At times, they just seem like they're they're just a shell of themselves. Was last year just a fluke? Was it um, uh, easy base schedule and they built off some momentum? Because even in games they lost, they still put up really solid defensive performances and missed out on a few games, including a playoff game where you know they they miss kicks. You know, I gotta wonder had the Bears won, they would have went to L.A. to play the Rams. And the Cowboys would have went to New Orleans to play the Saints. I don't know. The, could the Bears have beaten the Rams? I think I think it's different in L.A. But remember, the Rams uh, played absolutely terrible against the Bears last year on Sunday night primetime. So I don't know what to expect. With the game this year, the Bears have been solid at times. Other times, Trubisky looks like he should be benched for the backup. He has not looked great throughout the season. He's had a few good games. I'm, I'm trying to remember, did he have... Did he have a, a great game last week? I know the Cowboys didn't. Um, Zeke still was pretty solid. Mari Cooper was um, decent. You know, he didn't have 100 yards or a touchdown, but he still had 16 points fantasy. There were some There were some times where last week you still saw some players on the Cowboys and the Bears. Anthony Miller. There was guys who had solid games, but for the most part, they weren't – they didn't play up to par. I mean, the Bears – on the season, looking at them, they got one, two, three, two times they've had over 30 points, and that was back-to-back weeks, week three and four. Um, then they broke 20 uh, three different times. So they've been consistent. They're not a bad defense to have. The owner of the Bears' defense is Austin, and he is in the playoffs. The Bears average 20 points a game. They are ranked seventh. So that's a good defense. That's a respectable defense. Um, now we're talking – Real football, there's times where, you know, they might be giving up too many points, not getting enough pressure. Khalil Mack seems to disappear some games. But that's the Bears. So Austin does have a first-round game, and he will have the Bears going tomorrow night. Does he have any Cowboys? He has, as of now, Randall Cobb going tomorrow night for the Cowboys. And I think that's all he has as far as Cowboys and Bears. He does have uh, Smith. Jalen Smith from the Cowboys as a linebacker. He doesn't play him often. I think he kind of leaves him just in case he needs to. It's hard to really bench Darius Leonard, who we've seen go off last week. Had a great game, 27 points. Um, He had a 45-point game against Miami, which is incredible because Miami, although Miami is playing better, Miami's not the doorstop of the league like they were to start the season the first few games. They've actually, since Josh Rosen's been benched, They've actually played much better, but still, he had 13 tackles. That's amazing to get that many tackles on a Dolphin offense that at times you think doesn't move the ball well. Um, so we've seen a couple of guys, Randall Cobb, Darius uh, – not Darius Leonard, Chicago Bears defense, Cowboys. What to expect with them is Dak could have a great game. Is Jose playing Dak? Uh, as of now, we got to base it off what he has, and we got Russell Wilson in his slot. 
So I don't see any Bears or Cowboys going for Jose tomorrow. The only Cowboy he has would be Dak Prescott. And he does not have any Bear players. So that's who Jacob's – or Jacob, I'm sorry. Austin's going against. Then you got Elijah who will be going against Brian. Before I do full-on breakdown, I'm just looking at anybody that has the matchups tomorrow night. As we look at uh, Elijah's team, he has none. Oh, he does have the Cowboys defense. He's starting them. I think he started them last week as well, and the Cowboys only had 12. But the Cowboys have had four straight games of under 15 – or no, 16 points or less. But then, you know, they did have two back-to-back 30-point games earlier in the season, so we know they have potential to do well. You don't know what to expect. Like I said with Trubisky, he's so inconsistent at times. His accuracy is bad, and then he might go have a solid game if he gets his rushing numbers up. He did. I thought he did break for 300 yards against the Lions last week. So if the Cowboys offense can actually get it going, that might put more pressure on Trubisky where they might try to get to him more as opposed to Montgomery and a little bit of Cohen sprinkled in here and there. But that is the only player Brian has going – or I'm sorry, Elijah has going. Brian, as we look at his roster, we know he has Zeke. He's got Zeke Elliott. He will be playing, and that is it for him. I don't think he has any – other Cowboys, or no, he does have um, Michael Gallup, and he doesn't have any other Bears. So it'll basically be tomorrow night, Zeke. So all four of the playoff matchups, or teams in the two matchups, do have guys who are playing the Thursday night game. So that'll add a little to it. That'll be fun. It'll put some uh, extra kick into the game, which hopefully will be a good one. I'm pulling for the Cowboys. I want them to win that division. But at the same time, you know, You'd like to see everybody that has a a piece of the action get something out of their guys. Um, That's the worst way, like I said, at least for me. When I start out, if I got two guys going on Thursday night or a guy going on Thursday night and he just lays a complete egg, just like Elijah for last week, which was amazing and went on to win, but he had Zach Pasquale go out and get zero points um, on the Thursday night game. So it might have been the Thursday before because the Colts actually didn't play this week. It was two weeks ago. When it happened, because I remember I saw Elijah and he's like, hey, how did my Thursday night guy do? He didn't even bother to look. And I'm like, oh, he got you zero. He's like, what? So, yeah, sometimes that happens. Um, As we look also at the NIT, let's let's break down the matchups coming into this. Still waiting to see stat correction takes effect on Thursday. Um, So we will see if Dino Dan, as we wake up, as you look today, um, I'm going to look it up, see stat correction. Will they, will there be any changes? There could put, be a pot. And what's funny is, let me read to you right now, word for word, as I look up stat correction on our league. This is exactly what it says, and it says it every week until Thursday when the stat correction gets posted. Stat corrections are issued by the NFL following the week's game. The weekly deadline for all scoring or stat corrections made by the system is the Saturday following the week of the game in question. So up into Saturday. So if you had a player get a bonus tackle that he shouldn't have or a quarterback get uh, 10 extra rushing yards or a reception that shouldn't have happened or a fumble, whatever it may be, maybe a fumble was changed to or a a forced fumble was actually changed to someone else. That's happened. Um, It can go all the way up to Saturday Saturday following the week game in question. So if it happened on Sunday or it happened on Monday, it can go all the way to Saturday and that's it. So that's the interesting thing is that if that's the case 
and Nick's guy, um, Devin Bush, got an, a, an extra tackle or an assist. I think he might have got an assist. If that's the case, then he got the assist, but it did not take effect until Tuesday the following week. So it was basically almost nine days, nine days afterwards. And so that's why I want to know, it, did they have it and then just not apply it? Or did it not happen? Because here they're saying up to Saturday. Well, it was well past Saturday that they caused the effect. So I'm so curious. I'm going to look it up tomorrow. I'm going to find out if there's any of Dino Dan's or any of Nick's. It might already post it and it might correct it. Bang, that second. So we'll see. Is Dino Dan going to wake up? Dino Dan, as you're listening to this podcast, are you in the playoffs? Um, If not, I will look it up and I will let you guys know what's happening, what I found, what is going on. Because if I see something that says there will be a stat correction and it has not taken a place yet, I'm going to have to apply it myself because we can't wait. We can't wait like it did with me. Like it showed Nick saying Devin Bush got an assist. So that means he's going to get a, a 70.75 points and that or one point, whatever it was, and that caused him to win the game. Well, it didn't take effect till Tuesday. We can't wait for the playoffs, you know, when it comes to that situation. So that's something I will be looking for tomorrow. Um, so let's get into the games as we go to the, we will start with the NIT. I'll go back and forth. First, the first NIT game we have is Dino Dan and his Rams fan going against Christian and his full blown pants down. Right, as of right now, with the way the roster set, and I'm pretty sure everyone's going to set their roster, even knowing that they might be out of the UC champ or playoffs because everyone wants those extra five balls. Right, we've seen people. It, it's affecting draft picks. It's affecting who you get and what goes on. So, and it makes an impact on your season. First, we got Dino Dan with Tom Brady going against the Chiefs. I'm more comfortable with starting a Patriot against, you know, I'm a, a Patriot player against um, the Chiefs as opposed to a Chiefs against a Patriot player. You know, the Patriots defense is is been much better, I think, based on the coach, although the Texans really made them look bad last week, which was a complete shock. Um, so Brady, I mean, Brady's been playing like his age. Is 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 time finally caught up to him? He still had a great game against Houston. Now, a lot of it was garbage time, but we don't care. If you got Lamar Jackson get 34 and he ran all over the place and looked good throughout the game or the first three quarters, or you got Brady who's got 34.5, and he got it all in the fourth quarter, or a big, big chunk of it in the fourth quarter. Who cares? It's at the end of the day, it's all the same, and that's what Dino Dan's hoping for. You know, he's hoping to, hoping to get that big performance out of uh, Brady against Kansas City. Matt Ryan for Carolina. Matt Ryan actually last week had a really good game against that Saints D. Um, Saints defense usually shuts Ryan down, but. Because of those two onside recoveries at the end, they allowed him to break 300. He didn't get any more touchdown passes because he ended up settling a field goal in the first one. Then they got the other onside, and they didn't uh, score on that. But he was around 270, 280. He wasn't going to break 300, but by recovering both onsides, which was amazing, uh, if anybody watched that, that was crazy to see only two onsides all year, and then the Falcons get three. Now, I know they technically got two, but one of them was called back on an offsides that was bogus. So they did it three times in a row. That's that's crazy right there. And it allowed him to get to 300 yards, 
whatever it takes. And he broke it, and he got 26 points. So big game for Matt Ryan. I like Matt Ryan's matchup more against Carolina. Kansas City, those pass defense has not been great. So um, it could come out as a push. I just feel a little more comfortable with Ryan because of the other weapons he has, if Julio Jones plays. He didn't have Julio last week, and he still put up those points. So we'll see. Now, running backs, Melvin Gordon against Jacksonville, Carlos Hyde against Denver. I don't love Hyde. Uh, Melvin Gordon against Jacksonville, I do like. The Jags, we saw Derrick Henry just shred them last time. So I don't see why Gordon and the Chargers couldn't do the same. Aaron Jones and Lindsey, I actually like both of them better this week, just in the fact that they both have great matchups. That's why this was going to be so critical if Dino Dan can get in because he's got some really good matchups this first week. You know, Brady against the Chiefs. Aaron Jones and Philip Lindsay. Washington has does not have a great a great run defense. And Philip Lindsay, he's due. You know, he's due. He, he only eight points last week. He's had eight, seven, and eight, but before that he had fifteen and eleven. Um his best games have been behind him. But he's got Houston, Kansas City, and Detroit. Teams that could give up the run or receptions. So I like Lindsey and Aaron, especially Aaron Jones against the Redskins. I like him best out of all of them over Gordon and Hyde. Get to receivers, Sutton and John Brown. John Brown against Baltimore. We'll see if uh, Allen will have time enough to throw it deep. He does love to chuck it deep, and he's got a strong arm. Sutton against Houston. Sutton was so good. I can't believe he didn't break 100 yards last week. You're looking at that, that matchup, and you see – a first half. This is his first half. Four catches. He got the 74 yards, right? Remember, he got that garbage. They were going to do Hail Mary. They didn't get the Hail Mary, but it was a garbage pass, garbage time. Right before half, they just chucked it, and you're like, okay, and he caught it. And I remember seeing that going, oh, man, how good. Sutton's going to probably break 100 to 150, maybe get a third touchdown. He didn't. He didn't even get another catch the whole second half. That's what was so shocking because if he gets another 25 yards, basically, he's – he beats Nick, you know, that five point bonus would have been huge, but I really like Sutton regardless of the matchup. Uh, you got to stick with him. He's their best weapon, but nobody is going to be better than Deandre Hopkins and Tyree kill and Stefan Diggs in the flex that three receiver combo, even though last week it did not do the best that it had done. Um, and that was just basically part of matchups. Tough one for Hopkins against new England. They really uh, doubled him on a lot of plays. Tyree kill, it was game script. They got such a big lead. The Raiders never really got a chance to keep everybody in the game, which meant Hill would be used more. And then Diggs. Diggs just needed to stay healthy. I think Diggs returning home against Detroit can go back to the 20-plus point game. Um, Christian's receivers are better than Dino Dan's. But Sutton, Crowder against Miami, and then Brown does have some possibility to keep it close, keep the receiving battle and flex battle close. And then Dino Dan just needs to rely on someone like Aaron Jones to really push him over the top. Tight ends, as of now, Rudolph, um, who almost saved Danny's playoff chances, literally point two, I think it is, away. So that that's that's crazy right there. Hawkinson is done for the year. We'll see what Nick does with um, – or Christian does with tight ends. Finally, we get to the defense. Tomorrow Davis, who had had really good games – Excuse me. DeMario Davis had three straight games of 29, 28, and 27. So Christian's probably thinking, all right, I'll take a, a, a hit and drop to 26, which would have been awesome going down one point at a time. But he settled for 15. 
he's a good player. He's got a good matchup this week against the Niners, who are going to run a lot. Buda Baker, good matchup against Pittsburgh. Um, look for him to maybe make a turnover. I like when it comes to defenses, Pittsburgh at Arizona or Philly at home against the Giants. I like Philly more this week just because the Giants and Eli Manning is back in and the Giants on the road. I'm going to take the Eagles there. So it has Christian right now favored by two points, but I think I think at the end it's going to be um, much more higher scoring than the one. Right now the over-under is, what, 270, 272, 273? I think it's going to be higher than that. I think it's going to be about uh, 290, possibly getting close to 300. Um, both teams just missed out on the playoffs. Christian, literally because of points. Dino Dan, literally because of points. Um, all six wins. So, yeah, I think this will be a fun matchup. Could have been either one of these teams could have been in the playoffs and had some. I really like Dino Dan's matchups this week, especially with the running backs. So disappointing, but you're still playing for something, and you got to get your team out there, and you got to get those lotto balls. So that is the first game. Next, let's see. I will cover Steve against Eric and his team trash. Steve, I think at this point, I know he wants to win the lotto balls. I know it's made a difference, but I think he's just thinking, hey, I'm going to ride out this Niner stuff to the end of the day. And he's going with Jimmy G against the Saints. Excuse me. Thank goodness. That's a tough one. At New Orleans, man. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy right there. And he's got Brita. Derrick Henry is going to have a monster game against Oakland. Williams, Metcalf, Kittle, Woods. Um, then you got Jones, Fuller, Robinson. If you go up and back and forth, I like Aaron Rodgers more than Jimmy G, especially against Washington. And I like... Man, you want to say Littleton? Littleton's way more consistent and better than Khalil Mack has been. We'll see what happens with Ronald Jones. You know, he was told he was still the starter. And they gave some excuse why he was pulled. Uh, I don't know if Eric's going to run with this roster. If he does, looking at everybody, I I really like uh, Eric's receivers more. I know Metcalf had a pretty decent game. Mike Williams, I thought, had a touchdown. But Robinson and Will Fuller... I just think that they're both due to have a, a much better game than they did last week. And that favors Eric. Um, as of right now, Steve is favored by 10. This will probably be a week Eric goes off. Remember, he's had those weeks where he just goes crazy off. He just got to hope he does, Steve doesn't do the same thing. Um, but I like Aaron Rodgers' matchup much more. Cohen, we'll see on, on Thursday night. Allen Robinson as well. There's someone I forgot about. Not him, but the fact that he was on the Bears and he'll be playing Thursday night. So we'll get a little taste with Robinson and Coleman. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Coleman and Robinson. Is there any other Bears or Cowboys for Steve? Now, I doubt Steve will have Cowboys because he's an anti-Cowboy guy. Um, but looking at the matchups... Man, Henry's going to do better than Coleman and Cohen. Kill do better than Graham, Woods. I'm going to have to say Steve has a slight edge in this one. But it could be made a difference. If Jimmy G goes out and only has like 15 points or less against the Saints and Rodgers goes off for 30 to 35, 
that could be the difference, the defining deciding factor, and any slight advantage that he can have over that Steve can have over Eric. So that is that matchup. Let me get to a playoff matchup because I don't want to do them all tonight. I know it's short right now, but it's uh, if I can get to bed before eleven fifteen, that will be a bonus. I'm actually um, falling, talking and enjoying doing this, but I'm falling asleep. Like my eyes are getting heavier, and for a split second, that last one when I was talking, I almost. Uh, was gonna call Steve and Eric's team um, Matt. Yeah, I remember uh, I mentioned that one podcast. What did I say? I said something where I recorded it and I kept talking, and then for a split second I thought I was in another room, like a room from a TV show, and that there was like a uh, some kind of animal head, like a buck's head on the wall, and I was Matt was there. It was weird, and I start talk. I literally start talking, and then I realized, wait a minute, I'm doing a podcast, and I stopped. That's when I was like, dude, I took the less next few days off. And Dino Dan, you're like, where, where's the podcast? I'm like, I have to sleep. Before you know it, I'm going to be like a zombie doing these podcasts. But um, yeah, I will cover the next podcast. I will cover another NIT game, the um, last NIT. I will cover Matt and his Bakers almost dozen against Nick, A-team. Big brotherly matchup. I want to say Matt won the first and only meeting so far this year. Um, but that will be a rematch in the NIT we talked about Steve and Eric looking like Steve has a slight edge because of Derrick Henry and because of uh, Metcalf possibly. George Kittle really. Robert Woods I think will do better than Ronald Jones. And But both defenses are well. But if you're telling me even though it's at New Orleans and I think the Saints defense will – I think the Saints defense will do good enough to – will play better real football as in holding the Niners offense some, because I think the Saints offense is better than the Niners, but I think the Niners D is better, and I think for fantasy, they will put up better points. I think Breeze might t- take a big hit on some sacks. I think they'll build it up, and I do like Eric's quarterback and defense and possibly, possibly Allen Robinson better. Uh, so we'll see what happens in that matchup. We covered Christian and Dino Dan. Jacob has the week off. So he is setting his roster, getting some pieces in place for the future. And then we will cover. Hold on. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Now there's two other games. We have the NIT. One more we'll cover tomorrow. And we'll cover one more of the UC Championship Tournament tomorrow. But today, the last game we will cover is one that I am super excited for. Uh, The only disappointing part is that one has to go. Both eight wins. Um, there was a time where eight and five uh, would get you second place, and now here it's the fourth and fifth seed. That just shows how um, strong the league was this year. And that is Austin going against Jose, who Jose just beat recently. They split the season series one game apiece. Look at quarterbacks. If you told me Mahomes and Wilson in fantasy, oh man, you got to take Mahomes, but. And the mere fact that he's faced so many injuries and it's at New England, I'm going to take Russell Wilson, even though it's at the Rams. I think Wilson's a better veteran. I think he's a little more crafty. And I have more confidence with him over Mahomes, both on tougher road games. But um, Belichick is one of the best coaches and one of the better defenses. So I think that's a little harder for Mahomes. Advantage, I'm going to have to say Russell Wilson for Jose. Next, we get to running backs. You got Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb's 
I know you got Christian McCaffrey against Atlanta, Fournette against the Chargers. I could be 100% wrong, but I almost want to say that Nick Chubb has probably the best matchup on here. McCaffrey and Chubb might balance out because McCaffrey doesn't have another running back to deal with, so maybe he will have a better performance. It's just I think Chubb, if they, they can get any kind of double-digit lead, I think the Browns will rely a lot on him. Kareem Hunt will get some touches, but I still like Chubb the most. Chris Carson against the Rams. He's doing almost a 65 or 60-40 split, if not 50-50, with Rashad Penny. But Carson still gets enough carries where he can break 100 yards. He's not touchdown dependent, but when he gets that touchdown, it's a huge bonus. So Fournette and Caffrey or Chubb and Carson, I'm going to say it's a wash. I think starting the season, if you told me, I'm going to take Fournette and McCaffrey. But at this point, with the matchups they're playing and how well they're uh, – Carson and Chubb are doing. I'm going to have to take a draw for this one. Receivers, you got Chubb. My goodness, that is annoying. You got Chubb. You got um, Chubb. See, you got Cobb and you got Cooper Cup. Cup and Cobb equals Chubb. You guys didn't know that? <laughs> uh, Cup, and, Cup and Cobb. Doesn't that sound like some kind of weird show? Welcome to Cup and Cobb. Brought to you by Sports Center. Please don't tell me you don't remember that guy. We go Sports Center, brought to you by Goodyear Tires. Yeah, that used to drive me nuts, that guy's voice. Anyways, before I get way off subject, which I already am, Edelman and Boyd. Edelman was the second overall player picked in our draft this year. He's playing Kansas City. We saw Edelman get some garbage time against the Texans last game. As But look at this. He's got, I mean, dude, Edelman has been so consistent since week five. Listen to these numbers, 30, 25, 15, 27, 16, 14, 17, 27. Oh, my goodness. That, that's got to be since week five. He's got to be in the top five in wide receivers. Um, he didn't have, you know, like Godwin or Evans, like a 50-point game or 40-point game. But Evans and Godwin have each followed some of those games up with like seven-point games. Last week, nine points for Godwin. We haven't seen single digits from Edelman since week four. And that was only one of two times he's done it all year. He's been so good at getting double digits, and yet he still has those big 20-point games at times. I like Edelman a lot, especially against Kansas City in that offense. I think they'll have to throw more. We know that's Brady's favorite target. Boyd, welcome back. You know, Boyd, maybe he did a little bit of complaining, and they said, hey, let's start throwing our best receiver since AJ's gone, the stinking ball. Imagine that. Five for 101 against Pittsburgh with a touchdown. Then last week with Andy Dalton back, 5 for 59 and a touchdown for 16 against the Jets. And now he's got Cleveland. So we'll see what he could do against the Browns. I think Andy Dalton back is only makes it better for Boyd. I like Boyd more than Randall Cobb, who is going against the Bears. Cobb, though, has had some very inc- solid games. I mean, he was 16, 10, and 13 in the first few weeks. Then he had 9, 8, 4, 7, and it was just like, eh, he's not even really flex-worthy. When you get four games in a row or three games and then he had two an, an injury and a bye, you kind of talk yourself out of playing the guy again because you got to at least see it every three weeks. you got to see something every three weeks. Then he goes out with 27, 26, 12, right? That's it. There you go, three weeks. He did really good or really well. And then he's got eight, eight points that last game against Buffalo. That was disappointing. But for the most part, Randall Cobb has been pretty solid. Pretty solid receiver you know can get out there and be effective. So Cobb, 
I still like Boyd and Edelman more than Cobb and Cup. Cup, remember the first three weeks was like wide, first five weeks maybe it was wide receiver one. Then he just disappeared at times. Since uh, the injury and he, uh, or the, the bye week, he's had zero against Pittsburgh, nine, then 10, then 18. And that was against Arizona. Usually they give up a lot. I mean, six for 65 and a touchdown solid. So you don't want to say he's garbage. Um, but he's playing Seattle. Last time he played Seattle, he had 31 points, broke over 100 yards. So we could see some of the same for Cup. But Goff is doing better at spreading the ball around and not relying just on Cup. And that's what I like to see as a Rams fan. As a Cup owner, I'm sure I would like to see him get all the targets as well. I'm not Cup, but I'm saying if I was Austin. Um, so I like Boyd more than Cup. So I would take Edelman and Boyd over Cup and Cobb. Cup and Cobb, Tuesday mornings. Um, tight ends, Travis Kelsey over Olsen, of course. Olsen has had multiple times this year where he broke for 19 to 20 points. So I wouldn't be sh- – actually, at this point, I would be shocked because he hasn't done that much, and he got hurt. So Schobert or Leonard, I'm going to say Wash because Schobert's been playing so well, although he didn't have a good game last week. only had 10. So – Looking at the, the matchup at the end, oh man, it's so tough to tell between Austin, between Jose. Two, I mean, they're, both their teams are so good. Right now it has Austin favored by 15 points, which is a lot. You know, Austin, he's got Mahomes. We talked about McCaffrey, Fournette. We talked about Cup, Cobb. I think Austin's only weak point is really, he doesn't really have one. We talked about Schobert and Leonard. I like Leonard more. Um, he is playing Tampa Bay as opposed to hmm, even Schobert with Cincinnati. None of them are playing very heavy run teams. So those are usually the teams you see. Run teams are the ones where you really love the linebackers. The Bengals and Bucks. I don't know how much they'll run. Mixon might hmm, – it could be good. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go Leonard. I know Schobert has been – uh, higher numbers recently with the 47 and the 28. But he, bef- sandwiched between those are two 10-point games. So there are times where Schobert disappears. He is number one ranked linebacker. Leonard is 14th, but that's because he did suffer some injuries. But um, Leonard did have a f- uh, eight-point game as well. So it's not like he's out there just every time. But Leonard's 21 points a game. Schobert is 20 points per game. So you got two of the best linebackers. That could be the difference. If any one of those guys go off for 30 points and the the other one just goes off for 10 to 12, that could be the, the difference in the game. You know, right now it's a 15-point favor for Austin. That that could catch up right there. Washington against Green Bay. You look at it and sometimes you go, oh, the Redskins. Why would you, you know, look what the Redskins did. Back-to-back weeks. And one of them was against Detroit. Pretty solid offense. At, at Carolina, 27 points last week. They had... Seven sacks. So, I mean, their their defense is getting pressure. They're forcing turnovers. They had four takeaways against the Lions for and got 40 points. They've had one, two, three, four, four games, 20 points or more. So you can't really just put the Redskins down and say, oh, yeah, you know, their team sucks. No, maybe their, te- their offense is not good as, at times. Chicago, that's going to be difficult for Austin. He's got the Chicago, and he's going to hope they do well against his Cowboys that – are in a must win. He's got to be hoping that maybe they'll get uh, maybe a, a punt return or a defensive touchdown when the Cowboys are up big 
and it'll kind of pad the bear's stats to make them look better. Um, but the defense, I'm going to have to say I like Leonard a little more, but it's a wash. I think both all four cat, uh, guys, independent players and defenses, are a wash. Jose's got Kelsey over Olsen. We said Kelsey's the best, probably the best tight end in football. I don't know if New England could contain him. Freeman against Galladay. I like Galladay way more, even though it's a – you know, he could be down to um, Blau, the quarterback, their third-string one. But last week, even with the third-string quarterback, he had four catches, 158 yards, and a touchdown against Chicago, who's a pretty good defense. But now it's at Minnesota. At Minnesota scares me a little more. But we saw Seattle. They're able to throw on uh, Minnesota. I know it's they play better at home. But if, if Blau doesn't panic, maybe they got some video on him now so they might take away Galladay. We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen with that that the Galladay matchup. That could be the wild card. Um, we know what to expect with Freeman. We know he's going against um, an easier matchup. You know, he had 51 yards against the Saints. Pretty good in a tough defense. But now they're at home against Carolina, who has not been really good against stopping the run. Could this be Freeman's best game? Could he go for over? Remember against Arizona, who's not good against the run. He had 26 fantasy points. So could we get more of that? That's a possibility. Man, it's tough. These are two really good teams and two top top six scoring teams. I can't make a prediction. You know, looking at at some of the other ones in the um, NIT, you could see the overall balance of the team for the matchups, and you can kind of make a choice. This one's going to be really tough. Austin's favored, so, man, I feel like Jose, I feel like this is a Jose game, you know, I thought Austin was favored the last time they met up two weeks ago, and Jose won it, I just think, I think it's going to come down to the quarterbacks with tough matchups, I think it's going to come, obviously, it, you could say that about everything, oh, it's going to come down to this, well, it's going to come down to that, it's going to come down to this, I think the team that has the better quarterback play the flex, and the defense. Because I think Kelsey, we know, is going to beat Olsen. I think Boyd and Edelman will outdo Cup and Cobb. I think McCaffrey and Fournette will either break even or maybe do a little better than Chubb and Carson, but I think Chubb will have the best game. Like I said, it's going to come down to do Mahomes or Wilson, any of them have a stinker. If one of them has just a terrible game and one of the other guys' defensive player really doubles up the other one, I think that'll be the guy who goes on to win and will make it to the next round. And the winner of this one will play Jacob, based just on record. Um, we talked about how they, in the second round, the top seed plays the the team with the, the worst record next, regardless of seeding. So the winner between the game will cover tomorrow, which is Brian and Elijah. The winner of that will go on to play me in the second round because both those guys have seven wins or less. So we'll cover that game. We will also cover Nick against Matt, a little brotherly love. The loser of that, usually in the NIT, if you lose the first round, you're going to have to win the last two, which we've had before. You're going to have to win the last one, and then you have a shot at it. Let's say the team that beats you loses in the next round. Then you got a real shot to still maybe play a team that is 3-0 in the final round, depending on who, you know, before the way the Red Robin goes. So this will be a big game for the NIT, the opening round to see where they all stand after one. Um, so that is it with who we're covering. That is it for the evening. 
waiver wire. We did get some some guys signed, some activity. Um, what did we see? Jack Doyle got picked up by Matt. We saw Jacob get the Colts defense. Good move. They have some good matchups coming down the line. We saw uh, I grabbed Darwin Thompson. I don't think he's going to do much. But just in case, he goes off and has a great game and maybe he's someone that goes in as the offseason as the Chiefs' top back for next year. Um, I have no intentions of playing him, uh, but you never know. You never know where you can find a diamond in the rough. Witten, Matt added. Matt was super busy all over the place grabbing guys. Um, but he got Witten and he got uh, Luke Keekley. And then Brian went out and got the Packers defense, which was great. Packers have a really good matchup next week at home against Chicago, where Trubisky could be terrible. And so that is a good matchup to where um, Brian, if he makes the next round, he's got a, a solid defense going into that round. So those are some of the moves that were added on there. We talked about um, we will find out if there's any correction or any change. And that's it for our show. Um, football, I can't think of anything else. We talked about Thursday night's game. We talked about some of the players that are up for it. Um, my prediction, I think the Cowboys are going to win. But I thought, honestly, the Cowboys and Bills in Dallas on Thanksgiving, I thought the Cowboys would be up 21-10 at halftime and then maybe roll 35-20 or 35-17. Uh, it was a complete opposite. I don't know what to expect with this Cowboy team anymore. You know, I thought they'd beat Green Bay, and Green Bay ran all over them. So... I don't know. You know, I still feel like the Cowboys should win this. I feel like the Bears defense will play much better because it's at home, at night, in a cold t environment, late in the season. Uh, I just don't feel like the Bears have established a good enough run game to go, hey, defense, stop them, and then we'll get a few first downs and run the ball a lot to make them tired. I don't think they're that good of a run attack, which leads me to believe they're going to try to throw more, which means they will make turnovers or they will go three and out allowing the Cowboys to eventually to get a few drives strung together and they will uh, outperform the Bears. That's why I feel like the Cowboys will win. So we will see what happens. Uh, I hope you guys have a great day. Um, stay. I don't. I hope it doesn't rain. I don't think it's going to rain. Yesterday I was working in the rain and that was beautiful. Um, so hopefully you guys stay dry, stay safe, and enjoy some Thursday night football. All right. Talk to you later, guys.